In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who will always call us by our baptized name. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Pharisee, loser, and you can fill in the rest. All of the different things that you could be called, possibly, when people are angry with you, when people find out that you're a Christian, when people see you do something that they don't agree with, when people do all sorts of things, they, you, you can recognize those hateful words that people can use. And sure, maybe you're one of those person who on the uh, one of those people who on the outside you go, you know, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And you know that that's a lie, because words do hurt. And if you've lived long enough in this world, you have experienced the hurt of words. You've experienced that sting of somebody calling you a name. And maybe you have one in particular that you sort of are afraid of, that you try to stay away from. Maybe there's just a whole host of them that you're afraid that somebody is going to call you by some pejorative name, that you, you don't want that to be you. It's interesting, the Pharisees kind of have that rap. In this gospel lesson, we we hear in the reading of the gospel that Jesus is eating dinner at the house of a Pharisee. And we go, oh, that guy's a baddie. I know it already. Because he's a Pharisee. And I know that Pharisees are bad. Right? Because that's where we're at, right? Because we are... Christians, after all, and in the Gospels, we know that Christians are, well, the other team from the Pharisee. We're on Team Jesus, and they are not. The only Pharisee that we like is that one who defected over and then ended up writing more than half of our New Testament, the guy named Paul. But generally speaking, we know that we don't like Pharisees because Pharisees are bad. Maybe it's because they're diametrically opposed to Jesus. Maybe it's because we think that they are another pejorative term, legalists. Oh, what a terrible, terrible name to receive. To be a legalist. Legalist meaning someone who cares about the law ahead of caring about people. And we will call people legalists normally when they have to hold up a law that we don't like. And we'll say, oh, you're, you're a legalist, you're a Pharisee, you're all of these bad things. And sure enough, the Pharisees in the New Testament, they, they sort of, they, they own their bad rap. But it does kind of get to the question of, well, what's going on in this story? And, and why is it so important that the Pharisees are mentioned by name here? Why aren't they just a bunch of folks? 
who do stuff that's maybe not so good. Well, one big thing is that where we sort of label these Pharisees with another pejorative term, that pejorative term of hypocrite. Hypocrites even worse than legalists. Hypocrites are the ones that want you to follow the rules, but break them themselves. I always thought that one of my high school jobs was the ultimate in hypocrisy, because I was a lifeguard. And I would tell people to do things all day, and tell people not to do things all day that I would do immediately as I was on break. We don't like hypocrites. We don't like legalists. We don't like Pharisees. We don't like a whole host of other people that we have names for. And when we start getting into those names, we we start to get into this gospel text. And we start to see that there's maybe like two different groups at work here. There's this Pharisee group and then there's everybody else. And well, we kind of want to be in the grouping of the everybody else. Because we certainly don't want to be with those Pharisees and those legalists and those hypocrites. And so we want to be like the man who has dropsy. Which, by the way, dropsy is a swelling disorder. It's a disorder where your, your body swells. We would call it edema today. Where your body would swell and it would be very uncomfortable because you would be retaining so much water. That's what Jesus is healing this man with dropsy from. And then probably, because you could tell what that looked like on the outside, you could probably imagine the names that they called this guy with dropsy before Jesus healed him. And so, if it's between me being the guy with dropsy and a Pharisee, well, maybe I choose being the guy with dropsy. And then we notice that Jesus points out that all of the Pharisees, well, they're kind of getting in their pecking order at the table. And as they're picking out their seats, they're going, okay, this is my seat and that's your seat, loser. This is my seat and, well, you're just a little bit less important than me, so why don't you sit over here? This is my seat and... Well, we, we always want to be the, like the person who says, well, I, I wouldn't choose the seat of honor. That wouldn't be me, not at all. I, I'm not going to be someone like that. I'm not going to be a Pharisee who puts myself in a place of honor that I don't belong in. So between the person who thinks that they're honorable and the person who is humble, Well, we don't want to be a Pharisee, so we'll be the person who's humble. Then Jesus talks about who we invite to our dinner parties, who we invite to our tailgates, who we invite to anything that we're doing. And Jesus says, well, don't do this so that you get invited back to something. Don't play this game of quid pro quo where, hey, I invited you over to my house, so now it's your turn to invite me over to your house. We know that person, the person who seems to do something for us, and then after they do it for us, the next five times that we see them, they make sure that we remember that they did something for us. 
We don't want to be like that person. That person is a Pharisee. And we don't want to be a Pharisee. But it's interesting that what we want is to follow Jesus' rules here. What we want is we want to be the person who's okay with Jesus healing the guy on the Sabbath. We want to be the person who is not choosing the seat of honor for ourselves. We want to be the person who is not inviting the right people, but who is rather inviting all of the wrong people to the table. And in the midst of our aversion to being the Pharisee, we find ourselves in the midst of a terrible legalism. And maybe it's not the same legalism of the Pharisees. Maybe it's not a legalism that specifically Jesus is pointing out, but it's a legalism nonetheless. It's a legalism that says, I am in a place of honor here because I am letting Jesus heal whoever he wants to heal. Look at me, allowing Jesus to do stuff. We get into a legalism that says, I, well, I'm not choosing a place of honor for myself because I'm following Jesus' laws. So I'm not a Pharisee. But you might be a legalist. I am going to invite... My homeless friends, I'm going to invite my lame friends, my crippled friends. I'm going to go on my mission trip. I'm going to do all of these things because I am not a Pharisee. But you may be a legalist. See, the problem with this story is that in order to be the recipient of the gospel in this story. There's no prerequisite law to follow. It's not like Jesus says, well, if you let me heal these people, then I will forgive your sins. It's not like Jesus says, if you humble yourself in the presence of others, then I will forgive your sins. It's not even like Jesus says, if you invite the well, whichever group, wrong or right, people to dinner, I will then forgive your sins. Rather, it is an identification that Jesus is the one who is coming to us who are the lame and the blind and the crippled, the people who have no rightful place at that table. We are the person with dropsy, not the person who allows the dropsy to be healed. We are the people who are standing outside of the building while other people are fighting over chairs. We are the people who are only invited because Jesus came to save people who had no rightful place.
And so it is my privilege to tell you that you're a loser. You are terrible at righteousness. You are a sinner. And the beautiful thing about that is this. Jesus came to save sinners. He came to save people who don't deserve it. He came to save people who invite the wrong people to dinner. He came to save people who take the wrong chair. He came to save people who grouse at who the other people are that he's inviting. And he came to save us because we needed it so very desperately. I mentioned at the beginning of service that we're starting a sermon series called The Character in Our Calling. And the way that that sermon series might tumble out would be that I would just tell you about uh, the different characters that we can exhibit to other people as Christians. But that would miss the point partially. Because the only reason that we have a character that we exhibit to other people is that that character has been revealed to us in the person of Jesus. And so when we see Jesus being hospitable to us, we then go, well, maybe I could be hospitable to someone else. But if we get that backwards, we get it backwards. And so, brothers and sisters in Christ, may you this week embrace your dropsy. Embrace your blindness, your beggarliness. May you embrace your wrong decisions. Not because they're good, they hurt. But may you embrace them because you know somebody who has forgiven them, And who in spite of them is giving you his very kingdom. Amen.